Welcome to my podcast, Cross-Legged Conversations. So build me up, don't break my heart. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode. So today's episode, as you might be able to tell from the title, is all about hobbies, lots of different random things. <clears throat> and we'll see where the episode goes, might be doing a bit of rambling. But anyways, let's get into it. So I want to start by talking about this weird, like, phenomena, you could call it, um, where, essentially, I'm going to frame it with, like, an example. So this is, like, a YouTube example and YouTuber example. This is not making any sense right now until I get into it. But basically, with YouTubers, a lot of them start making... YouTube videos and content, you know, everyone's had the classic phrase, oh, like, I like, I, I started YouTube not for the money, just because I like it and I enjoy it and it's a hobby. And you know what? People, they're not lying. People are not lying. They really like the community, the friendship, the interaction, the fun of making videos, creativity. And then, you know, the success comes. People start watching their videos. They get views. They get sponsorships. They get brand deals. They get, like, money. You know, suddenly their little side hobby becomes really lucrative. So that leads them to devoting more time and effort into making their videos like of a better quality so that they can get even more views and even more brand deals and even more um, recognition. Um, so they write, they're like, right, so this YouTube thing is taking off, you know, it's actually turning out to be like a real thing in my life. So they might just like quit their job because they want to devote more time into it and they no longer enjoy doing their, their main job and they see that YouTube can actually be a sustainable job that can pay their bills. So they quit their job or they leave school or uni. Um, but then they find themselves in like a weird position where the thing that there was a, that was their hobby and their main motivation for doing it, um, which was was fun but like you they noticed that the motivation changed because it becomes their like source of income and that comes with a whole different kind of pressure and it starts to feel like how their old job felt it felt like a necessity like youtube starts to become the thing that you have to do uploading videos becomes the thing you have to do um just to meet just to make sure you don't like run out of money so you can pay your rent um and I feel like this kind of shows the whole thing of, like, I think in life you have two kind of piles. You have one pile, which is, like, things that you do because you need to survive, things that you do to, like, sustain yourself, sustain your lifestyle, things that you kind of have to do, you know, boring things. And then you have another pile, which is things that you just like doing for fun. And then I feel like sometimes these days you just slowly transfer your things that you like doing into your essential pile. And so you've got one that's huge and one that's got really only a little left and you lose that kind of balance. And I was just thinking about that a lot because I've noticed this happening with so many YouTubers and, and they start saying that like, oh, I feel demotivated to make things, to make content because, you know, I just, it's just become that like their work thing. Another thing that I've always seen with YouTubers that a lot of people say their friends or families didn't think that their hobby or as YouTube was legitimate until they started making money from it. And I think that is so interesting because it really shows what kind of society we live in where 
doing something is dumb like youtube is only is, is only dumb until it starts making you money like doing something that doesn't give you money is a bit like it's not seen as that great especially when you're putting a lot of effort into it i think financial gain legitimizes things um in our society and it's so weird because that puts off people from doing certain things unless they're earning money from it it's just it's odd because it seems like we're framing ourselves as human beings as like a business you know we're like constantly doing profit like or like cost benefit analysis analysis um to see like how much time is it going to cost us and is there going to be monetary benefit if not it's useless you know it's kind of like that and i feel like this kind of goes into hobbies a lot because i think i think as children um as children we always have like quite a lot of hobbies like you like doing random things when you're a kid like you have certain hobbies and everyone has like quite a few of them but then i feel like they drop off the older you get um and i think that there is two like main reasons for this a because you might just think it's a waste of time if you're like not that good at it because when you're a kid it doesn't matter if you're the best at your hobby or not you just like doing it and it brings you joy so you just keep doing it but when you become when you become an adult if you're not good at your hobby to everyone else it looks weird because like why are you putting so much effort into something that you're not really that good at or you're not gaining anything from it and b because some people drop their hobby because it's not going to lead to anything you know i think people will keep their hobby like say their hobby is like playing football they will keep their hobby because there's a possibility that it will lead to something like a career or like i don't know some people not you know not everyone goes into this but i feel like a lot of people actually do kind of go into this trend and i think from my personal standpoint for me i have quite um yeah i think from my personal standpoint um when i was younger my two like main hobbies were reading and i also like swimming a lot i really got into swimming so i think this was like during primary school i really really got into swimming i would swim so much time i'd go to like the swimming pool several days a week i'd have lessons i'd really try and improve my swimming technique you know um but i it really like i did it because i really really enjoyed it it was really therapeutic it made me feel a lot more confident i like i was like super I've always been introverted and I still am introverted but I think when I was in primary school I was very very shy and it did make me a lot more confident but then I kind of just dropped off because I just thought mm, well obviously I'm not going to become a professional swimmer so like what's the point you know I kind of just dumped it even though there were so much more benefits to it apart from the like actually b- making it into a career but i think that's what happens people's mindset change and they're like i'm not the best at it um and also it's not going to lead to it, anything so like what's the point you know you're constantly doing that weird cost that business cost benefit analysis on your life and even with reading i think i have been reading a lot since i was able to read literally um for fun throughout primary school and secondary school any kind of books, all genres, everything. Funnily enough, I was really, really, that was like a period of my life when I was in like, maybe year yes, six, especially in year six, I was so into reading about like World War Two themed books. I read every single World War Two themed book in like my local library. Um, anyways, so I was really into reading. And then I got to sixth form and I did English Lit A-level and we had to do this coursework. Um, if you go to 
my school you did or you did pre you know you have to do like a pi um so in this coursework you have to choose your own topic and you have to choose the books that you want to use to write this essay on and so in year 12 from the beginning they were like you should be reading widely um read different genres but also read these specific kind of writers the specific kind of books you know critically acclaimed books blah 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 and so um because the teachers were telling us you should be reading lots and lots and lots of books so you know what to do your coursework on every time i'd go into the library i would i wouldn't be choosing books based on whether i wanted to read them or whether i thought they were like be enjoyable to read I would just choose them based on whether it would fit the theme that I had in my head at the time or whether it was like critically acclaimed and all that like it turned like my whole reading thing became reading for English literature and not just like I didn't separate I didn't have reading for English and reading for myself it just became in, in the library like it just got to that point where I was like what's the point of reading if I'm not reading for English and if I'm not therefore being productive so I basically had like a massive gap of time where I was just reading I wasn't reading because I don't count the stuff that I read for English well I do because I did enjoy like I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy some of the books that I read for like PI and stuff but I wasn't reading for myself I wasn't really reading for leisure like I used to um so it kind of just like eroded at my like hobby the work side the work kind of crossed over the line into leisure and it all became blurred and I just it like lost its enjoyment for me and I was also like I think similarly to this I was talking to one of my friends and she's like super into drawing it's like you know she's good at it it's her thing it's her hobby um and I think I think we were having a conversation about like there's this whole pressure to become like you know what's the point of obviously she's not doing art or anything like it's not her career but she's not like commissioning art on like instagram and selling it she's just doing it because it's her hobby it's like something that she enjoys to do and it's so weird because i feel like a lot of people find it odd that people just draw with no end with no means like no real no reason like i feel like in our society that we have to there has to be a reason for something you have to legitimize your hobby by selling it or saying well this is something I'm going to be working in um yeah it's it's really odd like I think a lot of the time people end up do like do end up selling things um selling their artwork like selling whatever they do for their hobby and it becomes like it becomes their hobby becomes the job again and it erodes at the whole like meaning and fun of the hobby because you turned it into a job you turn it into like a profit machine and I think I've noticed that like a lot of the time the whole idea of profit and like the whole profit money making thing erodes and like corrupts the whole essence of hobbies and leisure time because you know I don't know for example I got into like knitting during like, quarantine well I can't I wouldn't say I got into it but like I started knitting and I like followed a lot of knitting and crochet pages and a lot of people like start it and they immediately start like making it into like a profit thing and they start selling it and but I saw this one girl who was um she started doing crochet as a hobby to like deal with like her to like improve her mental health but she somehow got like 
roped into selling patterns so like if you're not into crochet or knitting at all patterns like a crochet pattern is basically like say somebody makes a jumper like crochets a jumper they will draw like a pattern on paper of like the different stitches and like how you would crochet and they sell these patterns so that people can make the same jumper anyway she ended up selling patterns to her original um crocheted jumpers cardigans whatever um, and she made a post saying that she was going to stop doing that because it had turned into like a work thing and it was it was it was coming with its own <clears throat> it was coming with its own stress and anxiety and it was you know making her mental health worse which kind of defeated the point of why she started it in the be to begin with so while I was doing my research about this whole topic for this podcast I read an article which I'll try and link in the podcast description called um the tyranny of the workday um and it essentially talks about how people a lot of the time people spend their leisure time preparing themselves or coming up with ways on how to be more productive at work and this again isn't the same as technically isn't the same as what i was talking about before because i was talking about hobbies but it's the same thing you have this like you have hobbies or like leisure time on one side and then you have work survival you know necessities on, an, on another side and then they start like creeping together like work starts taking more and more and more anyways to go back to the point a lot of people like do things in their free time just so that they can be better and more productive and more time effective and whatever at work so like for example people will read books and articles on how to be more productive um or people like go on a run so they can clear their head and be nice and energized for their work day or they'll do yoga so they can be you know so they can like get rid of today's work stress so that they can be ready to take on more work stress for tomorrow and it's like or they'll get their clothes ready and like buy they'll go shopping in their free time to buy work clothes so they can be ready for work and they can be more in the zone for work like do you see what I'm trying to say? It's like the work um, waters down the meaning and like the fun of free time. Yeah, so this whole thing just like captures the idea of work and leisure just becoming one where work is the dominant thing and leisure is just a thing that we pretend to have when really it's just more work if that makes any sense whatsoever anyways i don't know if any of this is actually making any sense but it's just kind of a topic that i've been thinking about for the past few months where i haven't been doing quote-unquote work i mean obviously i don't have a career yet because i'm literally 19 but i think we i can definitely apply this to myself during like when i was like studying in my own personal life i would say the work part is like studying because studying will lead to university which leads to a career which is work for example like in sixth form i would try and like legitimize taking a break study break by making myself like for example if i wanted to watch youtube in my study break because i'd feel guilty about not working i would like watch videos on how i can improve my revision techniques or like i watch people's like day in the life studying videos like motivation to study and those videos were not satisfying rest time i didn't gain anything from it but there was this pressure to legitimize my free time by doing workish things in the free time and it's also like the same thing people always say on like these this whole like study productivity corner of the internet they'll be like you know you need to utilize 
quote unquote dead time to increase your productivity like for example when you're coming back from school and you're on the train you might have like a half an hour journey to get home you should utilize that dead time by doing flashcards or making a to-do list for the things that you need to do for your work but like it's okay to just sit on the train or the bus and look out the window and just think and process things and rest i don't know of course yeah it's, it can be good to utilize this dead time if you really want if you have like a certain goal that you want to reach because you do have to be productive and time effective if you want to reach certain goals but it just brings me back to the thing of like where do you draw the productivity line like where do you draw the line that this whole being time effective thing it's like making making yourself into a, a machine of sorts and um in the article that i read they talked about the character of patrick bateman and he's a stockbroker from the film american psycho and basically i haven't watched the film but they described him as he had like a really meticulous routine he had like an exact calculated amount of sit-ups that will bring him closer to him like making him fully productive at work so he's like he basically curated his entire life to center around his work life so that he's completely and utterly productive and like so much so that he doesn't he doesn't have time for his own self his own self like actualization self-development kind of knowing who he is as a person um because he centers so much of himself and his life around productivity that he he doesn't have time to build himself as a person who produces feelings and thoughts and has an actual personal being and essentially he's just one big productive machine and it's obviously this is like really far off from what we have now but i can see like if you keep if we're always striving to maximize our time maximize ourselves maximize our own self as a resource if we view ourselves as a resource where do we draw the line in this whole productivity thing and yeah i don't know i think as somebody who spent like a lot of time you know going on youtube going on social media and like being super into the whole productivity movement <laughs> of like lots of youtubers who just talk about productivity how to be productive like you know how to maximize this maximize that i don't know it's take it, it it's really useful and it can be so helpful to for you to, to reach your goal but you should always know that um you shouldn't have to compromise certain things like you shouldn't be compromising your own self and like you shouldn't compromise things that you enjoy doing um and not everything that you ha you do in your life has to be f has to be for a reason not everything has to be about career development or not everything has to be about you know just that just kind of, those kind of things like i think it just really ruins the meaning of the activity and i think another good example for this is when you're applying to uni like you guys know when you start applying to uni or even before that um so much of your the things that you do becomes targeted to university applications like oh i should do this activity because it'll be good for my UCAS or it'll be good for my personal statement or it'll be good to talk about an interview and it's like if you keep doing that what is real like what are you doing because you want to do it how much of it are you doing because it's a tick like it's a box that you need to tick to make yourself look good so that you can reach this thing so that you can do this and do this and do this like like you know what's real I think because you know when I was applying to medicine 
it would be like there's you know everyone says oh there's no formula blah 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 but you know there is there is there is a formula you know you should read certain x x book or like certain amount certain books or like you should go to these lectures or go to this thingy and do this volunteering and blah 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 blah. and you know what i'm not saying like personally i wasn't always doing it because it will be a box a tick but you know i'm not gonna lie like a lot of the the way that it's all framed and set up it's so easy for it to become a box ticking ticking it's so easy for it to become a box ticking exercise where you're just doing things because they'll look good for your personal statement and and it, it gets to the point where like oh yeah i'm gonna go and do volunteering at you know uh, old people's home not because i like helping old people but because this will be good for me to talk about because i can talk about you know teamwork this i can drag this t- skill out of it and show it to the interviewers so i can get into medical school so that i can become a doctor so that i can reach this goal and it's like yeah or i actually don't know what i was trying to say but essentially when you push yourself to have a particular reason or a particular aim when doing a certain activity you might end up just doing activities because of what they can what they'll produce in the long term not because their activity is you know enriching in itself because for example volunteering is enriching within itself and if you are so focused on the end and like what it's going to give you in terms of a career you just miss the entire point of it it just becomes a hollow process of just doing things and you know like i can only speak for medical admissions like the reason why um the interviews and medical admissions people are going to be impressed by certain things is because those are enriching activities within themselves that if you really stick to them and if you really invest in them will actually give you the skills and things that you need to be a good doctor but then you know if I don't know how to explain it it's just like it becomes so hollow if it's just about applying so that's all of it for today I've made a lot of bold claims about work hobbies all of that it was pretty much a kind of stream of consciousness um as you go episode as I went just kind of making it up but I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I really think this is an episode where you guys should send me a message, tell me what you thought, tell me if you disagree, because I really would like to know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'll leave my Instagram in the description. I'll also link the articles that I read about this topic so that you can look into it yourself. Anyways, thank you for listening. Bye.